This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Here we are, day five that we are entering with the port strike here in B.C. And the clamor gets a little louder for for the federal government to do something. We have heard from, you know, some information we heard Keith Baldry's report earlier that the two sides in this wage-wise are pretty far apart given what the union is asking for versus what the B.C. maritime employers are willing to provide. Big difference there. So that means this continues if they're talking about what's going on at the bargaining table. Federal government, though, could potentially intervene. There are calls from business groups for them to do exactly that. Greater Vancouver Board of Trade has also called for the use of all available tools, including back-to-work legislation, if needed. We're talking about more than 7,000 workers here, right, at ports everywhere, like something like more than 30 ports in total. And what, the disruption of something like half a billion dollars worth of goods on a daily basis. So what does this mean for industrial relations in our province? What can be done? What kind of impact will this have? Well, joining us is Mark Thompson, Professor Emeritus of Industrial Relations at UBC. Mark, thank you for being here. Good morning, Simi. What do you think about this? Like how big of an impact is this having? Well, longshoring strikes uh, do have an impact on the economy. It takes a while for that to happen, uh, and we're starting into that phase. Uh, but the uh, you know the long term impact is uh, is typically not great, and uh, so uh, everybody would like to have this end, but. So far, uh, doesn't seem to be working. No, no sign of that. So when you say the long-term impact isn't great, why? What happens with that long-term impact? Well, after the strike is over, why you know, everybody works overtime and they make up for the lost time. And uh, uh, there's been research in the United States about that and uh, where you have, you know, a bigger bigger strike just by the nature of, their, of the enterprise. And... Uh, so it has an impact on the economy in the short term, but uh, after a few weeks, it, it all dissipates. And so every, people are very productive when they get back to work. And uh, that's what happens uh, in long shoring, you know. Uh, right. So I, they work longer hours and, you know, they're very efficient. But, but when it comes to, you know, say the port's reputation or making increasing productivity or, or making improvements, do that. Do these strikes work in terms of changes happening to supply chains? Well, we haven't had many strikes uh, in, in recent years in British Columbia, but uh, the data indicate that the port is quite uh, quite productive, and uh, they're they're making technological changes all the time. Uh, you know, we think of longshoring as being a uh, a kind of manual work. You know, uh, we see in the movies and what have you. But uh, now it's highly uh, mechanized, and uh, there are computers everywhere on the docks, and uh, it's uh, you know. The the uh, turnaround time for ships, which is uh, crucial to the functioning of 
of the maritime industry uh, is very is very quick, and uh, so the improvements are happening all the time, and that that was an issue uh, thirty forty years ago, but not not anymore. Right, it is changing. People maybe seem to have I don't know misconception about that about how high tech a lot of this port work has become. Yes, uh, it's. Uh, I I was involved in a dispute years ago, and well, we went into uh, some of the workplaces, and everybody had a keyboard. <laughs> right. Everything, you know. I mean, it was it was everything was being tracked. Uh, you know, the containers come off, and uh, you know, you have to know who they belong to and where they're going, and they have to get routed to a truck and all that. It's complicated, and there's somebody. Not too many people. Uh, somebody up there in a crane uh, picking those things up uh, like they were Lego toys and uh, moving them around. So it's it's very impressive. It is very impressive. It is, and you have to be so incredibly accurate when you consider the the lifting up and the putting down and the moving pieces around. And I wonder, do you think when you talk about the general public, do we think about all of that work, Mark, or we think about it when a strike happens? Well, I think most people take it for granted. Uh, you know, when cars come in from Asia, uh, televisions and, you know, luxury foods and things like that and pulp and paper and lumber and minerals uh, go out and, you know, it's all very, very smooth and, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't attract a lot of attention. They uh, you can't get near the port now because of security. Um, so it's, uh, you know, they're, after September 11th, they were very concerned about that. So, so it's, it's a, a, you know, a very, very well-functioning operation uh, most of the time. And uh, the strike is, is very unusual given the history of the port of Vancouver. Hmm, interesting. All right, Mark, thanks so much for your time. You're welcome, Simi.